0: section one of the life of ludwig van beethoven volume one by alexander wheelock thayer translated by henry edward eighteen fifty four to nineteen twenty three this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one part one introductory the electors of cologne in the eighteenth century joseph Clemens clemens august and max friedrich the electoral courts and their music musical culture in bonn at the time of beethoven's birth appearance of the city in seventeen seventy one of the compensations for the horrors of the french revolution was the sweeping away of many of the petty sovereignties into which germany was divided thereby rendering in our day a union of the german people and the rise of a german nation possible the first to fall were the numerous ecclesiastical civil members of the old loose confederation some of which had played no ignoble nor unimportant part in the advance of civilization but their day was past the people of these states had in divers respects enjoyed a better lot than those who were subjects of hereditary rulers and the old German saying it is good to dwell under the crook had a basis of fact at the least they were not sold as mercenary troops their blood was not shed on foreign fields to support their princes ostentatious splendor to enable mistresses and ill-begotten children to live in luxury and riot but the antiquated ideas to which the ecclesiastical rulers held with bigoted tenacity had become a barrier to progress the exceptions being too few to render their farther existence desirable these members of the empire greatly differing in extent population wealth and political influence were ruled with few or no exceptions by men who owed their positions to election by chapters or other church corporations whose numbers were so limited as to give full play to every sort of intrigue but they could not assume their functions until their titles were confirmed by the pope as head of the church and by the emperor as head of the confederation thus the subject had no voice in the matter and it hardly need be said that his welfare and prosperity were never included among the motives and considerations on which the elections turned the sees by their charters and statutes we think without exception were bestowed upon men of noble birth they were benefices and sinecures for younger sons of princely houses estates set apart and consecrated to the use emolument and enjoyment of german john lacklands in the long list of their incumbents a name here and there appears that calls up historic associations a man of letters who aided in the increase or diffusion of the cumbrous learning of his time a warrior who exchanged his robes for a coat of mail a politician who played a part more or less honorable or the reverse in the affairs and intrigues of the empire and very rarely one whose daily walk and conversation reflected in some measure the life and principles of the founder of christianity in general as they owed their places wholly to political and family influences so they assumed the vows and garb of churchmen as necessary steps to the enjoyment of lives of affluence and pleasure so late as far into the eighteenth century travelling was slow laborious and expensive Hence, save for the few more wealthy and powerful journeys at long intervals to a council an imperial coronation or a diet of the empire were the rare interruptions to the monotony of their daily existence not having the power to transmit their sees to their children these ecclesiastics had the less inducement to rule with an eye to the welfare of their subjects on the other hand the temptation was very strong to augment their revenues for the benefit of relatives and dependents and especially for the gratification of their own tastes and inclinations among which the love of splendour and ostentatious display was a fruitful source of waste and extravagance confined so largely to their own small capitals with little intercourse except with their immediate neighbours they were far more dependent upon their own resources for amusement than the hereditary princes and what so obvious so easily obtained and so satisfactory as music the theatre and the dance thus every little court became a conservatory of these arts and for generations most of the great names in them may be found recorded in the court calendars one is therefore not surprised to learn how many of the more distinguished musical composers began life as singing boys in cathedral choirs of england and germany the secular princes especially those of high rank had besides their civil administration the stirring events of war questions of public policy schemes and intrigues for the advancement of family interests and the like to engage their attention but the ecclesiastic leaving the civil administration as a rule in the hands of ministers had little to occupy him officially but a tedious routine of religious forms and ceremonies to him therefore the theatre and music for the mass the opera the ballroom and the salon were matters of great moment they filled a wide void and were cherished accordingly the three german ecclesiastical princes who possessed the greatest power and influence were the archbishops of mayence trevis and cologne electors of the empire and rulers of the fairest regions of the rhine peace appears hardly to have been known between the city of cologne and its earlier archbishops and in the thirteenth century a long-continued and even bloody quarrel resulted in the victory of the city it remained a free imperial town the archbishops retained no civil or political power within its walls not even the right to remain there more than three days at any one time thus it happened that in the year twelve fifty seven archbishop engelbert selected bonn for his residence and formally made it the capital of the electorate as it remained until elector and court were swept away in seventeen ninety four of the last four electors of cologne the first was joseph clemens a bavarian prince nephew of his predecessor maximilian heinrich the choice of the chapter by a vote of thirteen to nine had been cardinal furstenberg but his known or supposed devotion to the interests of the french king had prevented the ratification of the election by either the emperor or the pope a new one being ordered resulted in favor of the bavarian then a youth of eighteen years the pope had ratified his election and appointed a bishop to perform his ecclesiastical functions ad interim and the emperor invested him with the electoral dignity december the first sixteen eighty nine thus says of him like two of his predecessors he was the incumbent of five sees he was archbishop of cologne bishop of hildesheim liege ratisbon and freisingen his love for pomp and splendor was a passion which he gratified in the magnificence of his court he delighted to draw thither beautiful and intellectual women madame de Raysbeck and countess Fugger, wife of his chief equerry were his declared favorites for seventeen years that is until the disastrous year seventeen hundred and six when fenelon consecrated him he delayed assuming his vows he held the opinion universal in the courts of those days that he might with a clear conscience enjoy life after the manner of secular princes in pleasing the ladies he was utterly regardless of expense and for their amusement gave magnificent balls splendid masquerades musical and dramatic entertainments and hunting parties saint-simon relates that several years of his exile were passed at valenciennes where though a fugitive he followed the same round of costly pleasures and amusements he also records one of the elector's jests which in effrontery surpasses anything related of his contemporary dean swift some time after his consecration he caused public notice to be given that on the approaching first of april he would preach at the appointed time he mounted the pulpit bowed gravely made the sign of the cross shouted zum april april fool and retired amid a flourish of trumpets and the rolling of drums dr labours energetically to prove that joseph clemens's fondness in later years for joining in all grand church ceremonies rested upon higher motives than the mere pleasure of displaying himself in his magnificent robes and affirms that after assuming his priestly vows he led a life devoted to the church and worthy of his order thenceforth never seeing madame de Raysbeck, mother of his illegitimate children except in the presence of a third person it seems proper to say this much concerning a prince whose electorship is the point of departure for notices of music and musicians in bond during the eighteenth century a prince whose fondness for the art led him at home and in exile to support both vocal and instrumental bands on a scale generous for that age and who moreover made some pretensions to the title of composer himself as we learn from a letter which under date of july the twentieth seventeen twenty he wrote to a court councillor Rausch to accompany eleven of his motets it is an amusingly frank letter beginning with the confession that he was an ignorant who knew nothing about notes and had absolutely no knowledge of musique wherefore he admits that his manner of composing is very odd being compelled to sing anything that came into his head to a composer whose duty it was to bring the ideas to paper. Nevertheless, he is quite satisfied with himself. At all events, I must have a good ear and gusto for the public that has heard has always approved. But the methodum which I have adopted is that of the bees that draw and collect the honey from the sweetest flowers, so also I have taken all that I have composed from good masters whose musicalian please me thus i freely confess my pilfering which others deny and try to appropriate what they have taken from others let no one therefore get angry if he hears old arias in it for as they are beautiful the old is not deprived of its praise i ascribe everything to the grace of god who enlightened me the unknowing to do these things not all composers royal or mean are as honest as the old elector it is fortunate for the present purpose that the portion of the electoral archives discovered after a lapse of nearly seventy years and now preserved at dusseldorf consists so largely of documents relating to the musical establishment of the court at bonn during the last century of its existence they rarely afford information upon the character of the music performed but are sufficiently complete when supplemented by the annual court calendars to determine with reasonable correctness the number character position and condition of its members the few petitions and decrees hereafter to be given in full because of the connection with the beethovens suffice for specimens of the long series of similar documents uniform in character and generally of too little interest to be worth transcription in sixteen ninety five a decree issued at liege by joseph clemens then in that city as titular bishop though not consecrated adds three new names to the hof one of which van den eden constantly reappears in the documents and calendars down to the year seventeen eighty two from a list of payments at liege in the second quarter of sixteen ninety six we find that henry van denenden Heinrich van den eden was a bass singer and that the aggregate of vocalists instrumentists with the organ-blower Kalkent was eighteen persons returned to bonn joseph clemens resumed his plan of improving his music and for those days of small orchestras and niggardly salaries he set it upon a rather generous foundation a decree of april the first sixteen ninety eight put in force the next month names twenty-two persons with salaries aggregating eight thousand eight hundred and ninety florins after the death of maximilian heinrich the government passed into the hands of cardinal furstenberg his coadjutor who owed the position to the intrigues of louis the fourteenth and now used it by all possible means to promote french interests the king's troops under french commanders he admitted into the principal towns of the electorate and for his own protection a french garrison of ten thousand men into bonn war was the consequence an imperial army successfully invaded the province and advancing to the capital subjected its unfortunate inhabitants to all the horrors of a relentless siege that ended october the fifteenth sixteen eighty nine in the expulsion of the garrison now reduced to some three thousand nine hundred men of whom one thousand five hundred were invalids yet in the war of the spanish succession which opened in seventeen hundred and one notwithstanding the terrible lesson taught only eleven years before the infatuated joseph clemens embraced the party of louis emperor leopold treated him with singular mildness in vain the elector persisted in seventeen hundred and two he was therefore excluded from the civil government and fled from bonn the ecclesiastical authority in cologne being empowered by the emperor to rule in his stead the next year the great success of the french armies against the allies was celebrated by joseph clemens with all pomp in namur where he then was but his triumph was short john churchill then earl of marlborough took the field as commander-in-chief of the armies of the allies his foresight energy and astonishing skill in action justified addison's simile whether sublime or only pompous of the angel riding in the whirlwind and directing the storm he was soon at cologne whence he dispatched cotchorn to besiege bonn that great general executed his task with such skill and impetuosity that on may the fifteenth seventeen hundred and three all was ready for storming the city when d'Allegre, the french commander offered to capitulate and on the nineteenth was allowed to retire now was bound for the third time wrested from the hands of the french and restored to the archbishopric but alas in a condition that aroused indignation grief and compassion on all sides says muller leopold was still kindly disposed toward joseph clemens but he died may the fifth seventeen hundred and five and his successor joseph i immediately declared him under the ban of the empire this deprived him of the means and opportunities as elector for indulging his passion for pomp and display while his neglect hitherto under dispensations from the pope to take the vows necessary to the performance of ecclesiastical functions was likewise fatal to that indulgence as archbishop but this could be remedied Fenelon, along the famous archbishop of cambray ordained him subdeacon august fifteenth seventeen hundred and six the bishop of tournay made him deacon december the eighth and priest on the twenty fifth on january the first seventeen hundred and seven he read his first mass at lille and indulged his passion for parade to the full as a pamphlet describing the incident and silver and copper medals commemorating it still events two years later may the first seventeen hundred and nine joseph clemens received from fenelon in reisel lille episcopal consecration and the pallium Muller upon the victory of Udenard by Marlborough and the fall of Lille, he took refuge in Mons. The treaty of Rostadt, March seventeen fourteen, restored him to his electoral dignities, and he returned to the Rhine. But Dutch troops continued to hold Bonn until December the eleventh, seventeen fifteen. On the morning of that day, they evacuated the city and in the afternoon the elector entered in a grand solemn procession commemorated by an issue of silver medals during all these vicissitudes joseph clemens from whatever source he derived the means did not suffer his music to deteriorate and returned to bonn no sooner was the public business regulated and restored to its former routine than he again turned his attention to its improvement joseph clemens died november the twelfth seventeen twenty three having previously secured the succession to his nephew clemens august last of the five electors of cologne of the bavarian line the new incumbent third son of maximilian emanuel elector of bavaria and his second wife a daughter of the celebrated john sobieski of poland was born august the seventeenth seventeen hundred at brussels where his father resided at the time as governor-general from his fourth to his fifteenth year he had been held in captivity by the austrians at klagenfurt and gratz then having been destined for the church he spent several years at study in rome as a child in seventeen fifteen he had been appointed coadjutor to the bishop of regensburg in seventeen nineteen he was elected to the two sees of paderborn and munster made vacant by the death of his brother Moritz was chosen coadjutor to his uncle of cologne in seventeen twenty two made his solemn entry into bonn as elector may the fifteenth seventeen twenty four was the same year also elected bishop of hildesheim in seventeen twenty five provost of the cathedral at liege seventeen twenty eight bishop of Osnabruck, and finally in seventeen thirty two reached the dignity of grand master of the teutonic order his rule is distinguished in the annals of the electorate for little else than the building repairing renewing and embellishing of palaces hunting seats churches convents and other edifices at bonn he erected the huge pile the foundation of which had been laid by his uncle now the seat of the university the handsome city hall was also his work the villa at poppelsdorf was enlarged by him into a small palace clemens rue now the university museum of natural history in brule the augustusburg now a prussian royal palace dates from his reign and munster mergentheim arnsburg and other places show similar monuments of his prodigality in the indulgence of his taste for splendor monstrous were the sums says dr ennen squandered by him in the purchase of splendid ornaments magnificent equipages furniture costly for its variety and of curious works of art upon festivities slaying parties masquerades operas dramas and ballets upon charlatans swindlers female vocalists actors and dancers his theatre and opera alone cost him fifty thousand dollars annually and the magnificence of his mass balls twice a week in winter is proof sufficient that no small sums were lavished upon them the aggregate of the revenues derived from the several states of which clemens auguste was the head nowhere appears but the civil income of the electorate alone had in his later years risen from the million of florins of his predecessor to about the same number of thalers, an increase of some forty per centum added to this were large sums derived from the church and subsidies from Austria, france and the seacoast states amounting to at least fourteen million francs indeed during the elector's last ten years the french subsidies alone made an aggregate of at least 7,300,000 francs. In 1728, Holland paid, on account of the Clemens Canal, 76,000 dollars. At the centennial opening of the strong box of the Teutonic order, he obtained the fat accumulations of a hundred years, and 25 years later he opened it again. Yet, though during his rule peace was hardly interrupted in his part of Europe, he plunged ever deeper and more inextricably into debt leaving one of large proportions as his legacy to his successor he was a bad ruler but a kindly amiable and popular man how should he know or feel the value of money or the necessity of prudence his childhood had been spent in captivity his student years in rome where precisely at that period poetry and music were cultivated if not in very noble and manly forms at least with a medician splendour the society of the arcadians was in full activity both clemens august and his brother were under the age which enabled them to be enrolled as shepherds and consequently their names appear neither in Cressambini nor in quadrio but it is not to be supposed that two young princes already bishops by election and certain of still higher dignities in the future were excluded from the palaces of Raspoli and ataboni from those brilliant literary artistic and luxurious circles in which only half a dozen years before their young countrymen the musician handel had found so cordial a welcome those were very expensive tastes as the citation from ennen shows which the future elector brought with him from rome italian palaces italian villas churches gardens music songstresses mistresses an italian holy staircase on the Kreuzberg, leading to nothing italian pictures mosaics and what not all these things cost money but must he not have them this elector is perhaps the only archbishop on record to whose epitaph may truthfully be added he danced out of this world into some other which happened in this wise having in the winter of seventeen sixty to sixty one by some unexpected stroke of good fortune succeeded in obtaining from the usually prudent and careful bankers of holland a loan of eighty thousand dollars he embraced the opportunity of making a long desired visit to his family in munich owing to his sudden attack of illness he was once on the point of turning back soon after leaving bonn he persevered however reached coblenz and crossed over to the palace of the elector of trevis at Ehrenbreitstein, where he arrived at four p m february the fifth seventeen sixty one at dinner an hour later he was unable to eat but at the ball which followed he could not resist the fascination of the baroness von waldendorf sister of his transparency of trevis and danced with her eight or nine turns of course he could not refuse a similar compliment to several other ladies the physical exertion of dancing joined to the excitement of the occasion and following a dreary winter day's journey was too much for the enfeebled constitution of a man of sixty years he fainted in the ballroom, was carried to his chamber and died next day it seems to have been the etiquette that when an elector breathed his last the musical chapel expired with him at all events no other explanation appears of the fact that so many of the petitions for membership which are still preserved should be signed by men who had already been named in the court calendars it is also to be remarked that some of the petitioners received appointments without salary these seem to have been appointments of the kind which in later years were distinguished in the records and in the calendars by the term accessist and which according to the best lights afforded by the archives may be considered as having been provisional until the incumbent had proved his skill and capacity or until a vacancy occurred through the death or resignation of some old member there are indications that the accessists though without fixed salary received some small remuneration for their services but this is by no means certain it would seem that both vocalists and instrumentists who received salaries out of the state revenues were limited to a fixed number that the amount of funds devoted to this object was also strictly limited and the costs incurred by the engagement of superior artists with extra salaries or by an increase of the number were defrayed from the elector's privy purse that the position of accessist was sought by young musicians as a stepping-stone turned to some future vacancy which when acquired insured a gradually increasing income during the years of service and a small pension when superannuated that the etiquette of the court demanded even in cases when the elector expressly calls some distinguished artist to bonn that the appointment should be apparently only in gracious answer to an humble petition and that with few exceptions both singers and members of the orchestra were employed in the church the theatre and the concert-room clemens august made his formal entry into bonn may the fifteenth seventeen twenty four a number of petitions are passed over, but one granted without salary on February the eighteenth, seventeen twenty-seven, from Van den Eden must be given in its entirety. Suplique Tresumble a esse de cologne pour Gilles Van denie. Bon, d. eighteen, February seventeen twenty-seven, Prince Serenissime, Monseigneur. Vions avec tout le respect qui lui est possible se mettre au pied de lui e. lui représenter croyant ou l'honneur d'avoir estre second organiste de feu s a s e terreuse mémoire el daigne lui vouloir faire la même grâce ne demandant aucun Gage si longtemps qu'il plaira à veu à la servir avec soin et diligence, quoi faisant, etc., etc. On the same date, Van den Eden received his appointment as second court organist. June the eighth, seventeen twenty-eight, a decree is issued granting him a salary of one hundred florins. To a third petition, the next year, signed van den enden the answer is an increase of his salary to two hundred dollars and thus a future instructor of ludwig von beethoven becomes established in bonn the records need not concern us now until we reach the following which forms part of the history of the grandfather of the subject of this biography march seventeen thirty three decretum for ludovicum von beethoven as electoral court musician c l a whereas his serene highness elector cologne duke clemens august in upper and lower bavaria etc our gracious lord having on the humble petition of ludovico van beethoven graciously declared and received him as court musician and assigned him an annual salary of four hundred florins Rhenish. the present decree under the gracious hand of his serene electoral highness and the seal of the privy chancellor is granted to him electoral councillor and paymaster rissac is herewith commanded to pay the said beethoven the four hundred florin quartalite from the beginning of this year and to make a proper accounting thereof b march seventeen thirty three thirteen years later we find this allowance of an additional one hundred dollars annually to the chamber musician von beethoven inasmuch as his serene highness elector of cologne duke clement August of upper and lower bavaria our most gracious lord has increased the salary of his chamber musician von beethoven by the addition of one hundred dollars annually which became due through the death of joseph kaiser instrument maker the court chamber councillor, and paymaster Rissach, is hereby informed and graciously commanded to pay to him the said beethoven the one hundred florins a year in quarterly installments against voucher from the proper time and to make the proper accounting witness etc poppelsdorf august the twenty second seventeen forty six on may the second seventeen forty seven johann ries became court trumpeter with a salary of one hundred and ninety two dollars this is the first representative we have met of a name which afterwards rose to great distinction not only in the orchestra of the elector but also in the world at large on march the fifth seventeen fifty four he was formally appointed court musician violinist having set forth in his petition that instead of confining himself to the trumpet he had made himself serviceable in the chapel by singing and playing other instruments later he took ill and was sent to cologne we shall presently meet his two daughters and his son franz the last of whom will figure prominently in the life-history of beethoven under date march the twenty seventh seventeen fifty six occur several papers which have a double interest they relate to the beethoven family and are so complete as to exhibit the entire process of appointment to membership in the electoral chapel the original documents are not calculated to give the reader a very exalted idea of the orthographical knowledge of the petitioner or the chamber music director gott but that vault gives us the clue to the correct pronunciation of the name beethoven the english beet garden to his electoral serenity of cologne etc my most gracious lord the humble petition and prayer of joan von beethoven most revered most serene elector most gracious lord lord etc may it please your electoral serenity graciously to hear the humble representations how in the absence of voices in your highness's court chapel my insignificant self took part in the music for at least four years without the good fortune of having allotted by your serene electoral highness a small salario i therefore pray your serene electoral highness most humbly that it graciously please you in consideration of my father's faithful service for twenty-three years to rejoice me with a decree as court musician which high grace will infuse me with zeal to serve your serene highness with the greatest fidelity and zealousness your serene electoral highness's most humble obedient faithful servant johann von Beethoven to the music director Gottwald for a report of his humble judgment attestation by the most gracious sign manual and seal of the privy chancellery bonn march the nineteenth seventeen fifty six signed clemens august l s most reverend most serene elector most gracious lord lord etc your serene electoral highness has referred to my humble judgment the petition of johann von the supplicant praise your electoral highness for a gracious decree as accessist in the court music he has indeed served for two years with his voice on the duke saal hopes in time to deserve the good-will of your serene highness by his industry and his father who enjoys the grace of serving your highness as bass singer praise his appointment i pray most humbly and obediently for instruction concerning your highness's good-will in the matter submit myself humbly and obediently to your serene highness's grace and remain in greatest humility your serene and electoral highness's most humble and obedient servant Gottwald, director of the chamber music a further report was made to the elector as follows bonn march the twenty seventh seventeen fifty six Caloniensis gratiosa chamber music director Gottwald ad supplicam Auf Johann von Beethoven has served two years on the doxail, and hopes through his industry to serve further to the satisfaction of your electoral highness, to which end his father, who through your highness's grace serves as bass singer, will seek completely to qualify him, which may it please your serene highness to allow. Item. bald ad supplicum. Ernest Havicus, accessist in the court music, reports that suppliant, though not fully capable as yet, hopes by special diligence to make himself worthy of your highness's service and would be encouraged and rejoiced in his efforts if your serene highness would graciously deign to grant him a decreto humbly praying to be informed as to your highness's wishes in the matter decretum court musician's decree for johann von clm c l m a whereas his serene electoral highness of cologne duke clement august in upper and lower bavaria etc our gracious lord on the humble petition of johann von Beethoven, and in consideration of his skill in the art of singing also the experience in the same already gained having graciously declared and accepted him as court musician appoint and accept him by this writing therefore the said Beethoven receives this decree with the gracious sign manual and seal of the privy chancellery and those who are concerned to recognize him hereafter as an electoral court musician and to pay him such respect as the position deserves march the twenty fifth seventeen fifty six johann van beethoven was sixteen years old at this time why he should appear in the court calendar as an accessist four years after the publication of this decree appointing him court musician does not appear but slender success has rewarded the search for means of determining the character and quality of that opera and music upon which according to annan clemens august lavished such large sums the period embraced in that elector's rule seventeen twenty four to seventeen sixty one was precisely that in which the old italian opera the oratorio and the sacred cantata reached their extreme limits of development through the genius of handel and j s bach it closes at the moment when gluck c p e bach and joseph haydn were laying the immovable foundations of a new operatic orchestral and pianoforte music and before the perfected sonata form that found universal adoption in all compositions of the better class not vocal little music comparatively was issued from the press in those days and consequently new forms and new styles made their way slowly into vogue. another consequence was that the offices of composer for the chamber the church the comedy or however they were named were by no means sinecures neither at the imperial court of maria Theresia nor at the court of any petty prince or noble whose servants formed his orchestra composers had to furnish music on demand and as often as was necessary as the hunter delivered game or the fisherman fish what a volume of music was produced in this manner can be seen in the case of joseph haydn at esterhatz whose fruitfulness did not in all probability exceed that of many another of his contemporaries the older telamon furnished compositions to the courts of Beirut and Eisenach, as well as the grey friars at frankfort on the main and also performed his duties as musical director and composer at Hamburg, He wrote music with such ease that, as Handel said, he could write for eight voices as rapidly as an ordinary man could write a letter. Under such conditions did the men write who are mentioned as official composers in our narrative. It is probable that not a note of theirs remains in existence, and equally probable that the loss is not at all deplorable, except as it leaves the curiosity of an antiquary unsatisfied. A few textbooks to vocal pieces performed on various occasions during this reign have been preserved, their titles being Componimento Per Musica, Music by Giuseppe Dal director of the Chamber of Music, seventeen forty, La Morte d'Abel. No date is given, but Il Signor Beethoven sang the part of Adamo Esther from the Italian of S F A Albert, the text partly in German, partly in Italian, Anna Gilda, Drama Per Musica. End of section 1.